0: Good morning and welcome back for the third episode of Cash Radio on KTSW 89.9, the other side of the radio. I'm Nayeli Marde and I'm here with Kierseez Chavez, who is an account executive at Oracle. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great as well. That's great to hear. Thank you for asking. So let's just dive right in. Just to give a little background here for those who don't know, what exactly is Oracle.
1: Yeah, so Oracle is basically a cloud um, IT infrastructure. What it does is basically provide business software solutions to different type of businesses um, to help migrate a lot of their business data onto cloud software um, and just help them work out of that.
0: Okay. Um, and what is an exa- account executive and what does that job title consist of?
1: Yeah, so an account executive, we really just work in the sales space. Um my main aspect of this job is just kind of sell the software to businesses that really need it. I work in the mid market space, so I'm working with companies from two to 10 million. Um, and really what we do is just help provide companies with the backdrop to succeed with their business, to kind of just provide the basics that they need so that they can focus on growing their business. So really all this kind of entails is selling a software that provides payroll, finances, accounting, inventory, HR, marketing. Um, abilities really you name it we kind of just have it and we integrate with several different other products as well um but really business utilize us to just kind of run on us as well
0: wow that's very interesting to hear as someone who has been promoted a few times in your career what is some advice you'd have for someone who is wanting to move up in the ladder in this specific industry or wanting to advance
1: um i would say being in this career I think the, one of the most important aspects of it is to network. I think getting your name out and really connecting with other individuals in the same industry, doing the same thing you do, doing the same thing you want to do is vital to, to getting any role. Um, having been promoted, I think, yes, performance is an th- indicator for you, uh, your ability to do the job. Um, but I think how well you get along with managers and how long how well you get along with people you want to work with, Is definitely a big chunk of it.
0: What would you say is the best way to network in an industry like this?
1: Um, I mean, I would say it well, I mean, I definitely get a bunch of messages on LinkedIn all the time with individuals wanting to network into into the job or just kind of network with me to understand the job. I think one of while it is kind of like putting yourself out there and you will get some success because there are business professionals who are interested in that, I think it's more vital and more worth it to, to network with individuals that are kind of in the same shape as you. I mean, I think being a student and going up to anyone, you kind of have the look of the job, no one really saying no to you. I think mm-hmm. students have that really good opportunity to just kind of go up to anyone and ask. Um, but I think if you can find someone that you can connect to first, um, and kind of have as a mentor and rather approaching them as a ment like a mentee, more aspect would definitely help you.
0: That'd be very helpful for any business students who are listening to this. Do you feel as if you need a business degree or some type of background related to this field to be able to become an account executive? Like what exactly do um, you have to do?
1: Well, I don't think you necessarily need a business degree to get into this field. It wouldn't hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was only a business minor coming into this. um, So I don't think it's necessarily essential. I work with people who weren't even in the business realm. They were art majors, literature majors. um, So that's kind of one of the fun things about this job and specifically in my industry, sales, I think people enjoy diversity of thought. So being able to come at it with different ideas and different retrospectives um, is really ideal for a lot of hiring managers and just teams as a whole. Um, but that being said, I do feel like you do require some side, some form of experience um, mm-hmm. before becoming an account executive, whether it's an entry BDR role or a business development role. Um, or just having some form of experience selling, whether it's cold calling or a car dealership. Um, we've actually had a quite number of those people come into being in account executive roles. So I think if you have any customer facing role where you're actively selling them something i think that's great experience to come into tech sales um just because you know whatever company you can go into can buffer out the sides of all the technical aspects and jargon that you need to fulfill the role i think you really need to have the confidence um from having already sold something
0: yeah thank you for that and because this is something that is going to be heard by many business students what advice do you have for students who are looking to have a career in sales or who are wanting to get into this specific business side of the, I guess, like the tech industry?
2: Hmm.
1: Um, I think tech sales is something that's a little intimidating, especially if you don't come from a tech back technical background. But I would say the thing that probably aided me the most in my journey to becoming an account executive has been networking. And just having some self-confidence, I think that's something that is extremely underrated in individuals. While you may not know anything, your confidence can definitely buy time until you feel like you're comfortable enough. Mm -hmm. Um, But that being said, I think one of the most important aspects is networking, networking and networking.
0: I agree. And what does it take to be successful at a leading tech company like Oracle and what does the career path entail?
1: So in order to to be successful, I think you just kind of have to have that mindset, staying organized and kind of just having your own motivations and drivers, because, I mean, I wouldn't say this job is particularly easy, but it can't, it's not the hardest job ever. So it really does entail what it comes down to your personal motivations. If you're money motivated, this is a job that's really good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have other aspects that you want to grow into, this job can definitely aid in that. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to have to, that led me down to this career path, or do you mean like, what does this career path entail? What's going forth? Yeah. That, what does it entail? Yeah. So I started at this company as a intern and then went into the business development role and then went into account executive. Um, and then I kind of want to stay in account executive for another couple of years, if that lets me, mm-hmm. but I think from there, it's definitely you become more senior in your account executive position um, the more experience you gain, you can kind of either go either route. So you can stay an account executive and go for the bigger companies, mm-hmm. or you can eventually become your own sales manager um, in that type of role. Really, there is a lot of diversity in what you can do with your account executive um, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually sales manager, either a business development manager or an actual sales manager and either a... The vice president of a sales organization. Um, there's a lot that you could do within the specific career path.
0: And what made you want to get into sales? What specifically?
1: Um, I think it's the abundance. Uh, sales is an industry, I mean, sorry, sales and specifically tech sales is an industry that's not going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the economy right now is not the greatest and there's a lot of job insecurity. And I think tech, specifically is one of those industries where you know it's not going anywhere, anywhere too, if anything it's ever evolving. Um, And so that was a big motivator, not having known too much about tech, but always kind of being fascinated by the industry was something that definitely piqued my interest coming into um, my internship that started it all kind of. But I would say I'm very money motivated and I love people. So I get to talk to people all day and kind of tell them what they need. Um, and if you have a little bit of a more assertive personality, I think this aligns very well with you. Okay.
0: Now how much would you say that the tech, that the tech industry has taken over in, in the business industry?
1: I would say a very giant chunk of it. I don't think you'll find one business company that doesn't have some form of integration with a tech company or a finance company. I think it's a little um, naive to think you wouldn't see tech everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be surprised how much financial software is out there that a lot of these bigger businesses are running on. Um, and they're kind of just integrated. I mean, just look mm-hmm. at Amazon, look at Google, look at Apple. Like these are all some big companies that are very, very have heavy handed within the, big, the business industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say tech is pretty huge within the business industry. I think right now they're more integrated than anything.
0: I agree. And you mentioned that you started off at Oracle with the internship. What advice do you have for any incoming business students who are looking for internship opportunities and going through like the whole interview process? What advice would you give to them?
1: Right. I would say don't be afraid to be yourself, but don't get too comfortable either. Mm-hmm. i being on the side of where I was being interviewed versus, versus also being an interviewer for those individuals and those candidates looking for an internship position. I think one of the most distinguishing factors was those people who did their research, who understood what we were doing going into it um who felt confident enough to have a conversation with me and not hide behind you know other factors or other demeanors um i think people who took the time to present themselves well mattered um and i think people who took the time to network me beforehand before the interview even happened um i think that's something that's really crucial to the aspect of you getting a a position or not i would say um, but I think networking is a vital and crucial step to it all.
0: I agree. All right, so those were all the questions we have time for today. Thank you so for, thank you so much for joining us and giving us your time. I appreciate it so much. Are there any last words that you were wanting to say?
2: Nope, that's all for me. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you so much for that interview, Nayeli. I am Mason McCool.
3: I'm Eli Garcia.
2: I'm Nayeli Marty Chavez.
3: And I'm David Withy.
2: So what was y'all's biggest takeaway from that interview?
3: I would say biggest takeaway is tech and business. I love the fact that the interview was with Oracle, obviously one of the largest technology companies in the world. Um, Ton to unpack on that one. Just the fact that Oracle is in so many different pieces of the business industry. I mean, she had mentioned the HR piece, the finance piece. You can't be in a business without some form of technology.
4: Right. One of my biggest takeaways was uh, like diversity and backgrounds in business, like, you know, how it's beneficial to, you know, have people from like an art background or, as she said, like a literature background and uh, having those unique perspectives in the job.
0: Yeah, it's so diverse in the business industry that you could like basically do anything from like marketing to accounting to advertising. There's something that you can do at any time and it's not hard to get into as long as you're willing to learn about it and be dedicated to doing it.
3: It, it's so funny, like she had mentioned, you know, one of the main questions was, do you need a business degree to be in tech sales, which and that's another big takeaway was this one was very sales specific, which I loved, but you don't need a business degree for this. You I think it's more around what you bring to the table as an individual, that personality piece behind mm-hmm. it. I mean, you can be... An art major. You know why? Because there's technology and art. You can be in literature. You know why? Because there's Grammarly out there and we're all writing on Microsoft O three sixty five. 365 Like technology is a business in every single aspect and industry of life.
2: Yeah. And I think sales specifically, like you said, it's more of like your personality. Mm-hmm. Like, and as David said earlier, not or like before we started, um, you don't necessarily have to have like a certain background or a certain whatever as long as you have the skill set and the personality to like match that job position i feel like that's the main thing that is required
0: yeah with sales specifically it's really all just about being confident and not being afraid to like network with people around you and just like be willing to open yourself up to like being vulnerable and like stepping out of your comfort zone to talk to people it's really important for sales
4: yeah like jobs are often looking for unique perspectives people who come from a diverse background to solve unique problems and if you just have you know you know marketing major with a sales concentration one through five you're probably not going to have as many unique perspectives as if you did like you know have someone with the qualified skill sets from maybe like an art literature you know music background uh, where they can apply the technology into the industries that they're actually selling them to
3: yeah, I love the mention of, of car salesmen. She even said, she's in your background, you have some former car salesmen in there. And that's like when I think of like the typical salesperson, you almost kind of, that's like a cliche thing. You almost think of the car salesman, but that is a unique Perspective, like that's a unique personality right there. If you ever gone in and bought a car, they come up to you all excited, this and that, and then you know you'll reject them ten times, and they'll get you on the eleventh. I mean, for me personally, that's like my fear of going into sales would be like the amount of rejection that you have to get and then drive through. And I'm not that great with rejection like that. Like I'm like, okay, sorry guys, I won't tell you anymore. Like I would probably not be the best salesperson, but they have to deal with that a lot as well. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. like that level of gritty persistence is yeah. uh, is a special quality. Maybe not everyone has
2: i like to call it being pushy yeah, yeah. yeah pushy i cannot be pushy like i'm a leasing agent and i'm already like if you don't want to look through that's perfectly fine i get it um let's go ahead and dive into the networking aspect of like how do you start to network why is it beneficial who should
3: you network with uh, i think it's so crazy when it comes to networking you have to just you. That's the funny thing is you never know when your network's gonna come into play. You know, I like guess you guys, all three of you, know we've had conversations. I was laid off recently from a big job, and I've applied to like fifteen places, and the only two interviews that I'm still going further are were, to, you know. Brought on by my network, I had two people in my network say, "Oh man, you know you're, you know let's let's get you in front of the the CMOs of my organization," and that's what's gone through. Like I'm talking, I have applied to like 15, 20 places, and it's just I go on LinkedIn and see how many other applicants, and there's like three thousand people who also apply for those jobs, and it's like Lord, you know.
2: And it's hard to find that one thing that makes you stick out from every other person mm-hmm. because you like you go on, you're like, oh three thousand applicants, like why are they gonna choose me? Mm-hmm. But it's like why are they going to choose you? Yeah. What are you going to put out there that's going to make you different from everyone else?
4: Yeah, like your your resume and your application is probably going to be identical to, you know, 200 of those applicants yeah. out of the 300 and having that, you know, having the person recollect like a personal experience they had with you where you either really took care of business or took care of them in specific or, you know, just outshined the uh, the rest of the group is going to be Majorly beneficial to you, so like networking in that aspect, where you, you know you you create a situation where you're memorable is going to be, you know, insurmountable.
0: Yeah, like mentioning in the interview earlier, she talked about whenever you're interviewing for like an internship or something. One of the best things to do to like differentiate yourself from other people is to network with the people that are interviewing that you're interviewing with before, like connecting with them on LinkedIn or just like reaching out with them, just so that they can spot you out with out of all the other candidates and you have like that previous connection with them. I thought that was like a really good way to like differentiate yourself from other candidates.
3: Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, I'm like, again, it almost comes to that salesy thing where I don't want to be too pushy like Mason said. I don't want to be pushy. I want to be like, I'm going to reach out to you before I even interview you. Yeah. But, she, but coming from an interviewer directly, she had mentioned that's a good mm-hmm. you know, thing to do. So it's just funny like you know, seeing that piece of it. Because, I mean, again, sometimes you don't know who you're about to interview with. Yeah. You just, like if you're doing a cover letter, to a recruiter from company. Like you don't have the person you're reaching out to. But that was, that was like the little... You know, tips that really could differentiate you and, you know, kind of make you stand out a little bit if you don't have that networking piece directly with an organization. That was nice. That was a nice touch.
2: But I feel like, so with how we were talking about, like with sales, you have to be pushy because you're like selling something. But I feel like it's the same thing, like, Trying to get a job like you do yeah. have to be pushy you have to send that email after thanks for interviewing me yeah. you can you can call them after and be like hey how's the process, how's the process <laughs> coming along what am i gonna hear from you like it may feel annoying but that's how you're getting their attention yeah. and be like oh they really do care about this job they really do want it so you kind of have to be pushy yeah. if you really want that job but you have to sell yourself, I guess. Yeah.
4: Like put your best foot forward and also put your foot in the door at the same yeah. time. Like <laughs> do little know, split. Don't, <laughs> Yeah. Don't Yeah. Don't don't let them, you know, close the door on you. It's, you know, there's there's a difference between being, you know, like pushy and ambi- and ambitious. Like it's a very thin line uh, that you don't want to cross, but you know, you definitely want to not do not not do too much, but not do too little either. It's this it's this balancing act that you got to do throughout the hiring process, I suppose.
0: you you would think that companies wouldn't like you to like reach out to them so much but most of them actually do like that Mm -hmm. shows that you're interested and you care about the job and like
3: you actually want to work for them yeah it's so funny that you guys mentioned that because I so I told you guys I had two interviews week before last on Thursday and then this last week comes around Tuesday, Wednesday, by Thursday, I had heard nothing back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to send that one email, the follow up email. Cause you, cause you don't want to do it like the next day. Yeah. Like you want to be like, hey, you interviewed me yesterday. What's going on? But mm-hmm. then, like, wh- so what is that? I'm like Googling, like, what is the best time frame? And it's like, the, you know, it said typically around about a week. Like you want it within, within a week, but not more than a week. So I'm like, okay, that sounds like a week. So sure enough, Thursday, I send out that email. And it was like, you know, I had been employed for a long time. I had never sent that. So it was like, putting in what should be mm-hmm. in that email was a little weird. Like, hey, I loved having the conversation. <laughs> Don't want to say pushy. How's it going? Like, you know, like yeah. it, was, it was weird saying that. But sure enough, I was t- telling Dave before, you know, we kicked this call off is that on the drive here, I finally got a response from that follow-up email saying, hey, we're going to put you in touch with our director of demand generation and, you know, she'll take you from here. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, that really worked. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. It's crazy how, like we're talking about technology like in businesses and how like it's helped the tech industry, the healthcare industry, whatever. But it's also helped, like, the candidate side of it. How we can send a quick email and be like, hey, how was everything? Or we can, like you were talking about, go and connect with someone on LinkedIn before we even interview with them. Mm -hmm. So we automatically have those connections online without even having to talk to anyone in person.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like sending those follow-up emails, too, is also just you solidifying yourself as a you know everyone's going to put I'm a good communicator in their resume it's also it's it's you nailing down the fact that you're not just all talk in your interview and that you're actually going to have you know the courteous application of like I'm going to communicate with you about this application it's it's you in process it's you acting on what you've said and I think that proves to a lot of recruiters that you know hey this person's actually going to be courteous and like follow up not just with us within the workplace, but outside of the workplace if it is a sales-like uh, like situation. Like, they're going to be, you know, give this kind of, like, white-glove service to the people that they're helping um, and move the company forward in a great way.
3: Yeah, and make sure to reread it, too. You do not want grammar mistakes and, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 reread that thing four or five times. You misspell your... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. But that's so funny, Mason, that you mentioned that. Like, you're absolutely right. Can you imagine applying somewhere like 50 years ago and you went in person and then like afterwards you don't just call around try and call them back like no right you just do you just sit there yeah here's some cookies (laughs) you know like it is true technology really has done wonders and it's not going to slow down i mean all of a sudden we have You know, AI coming out these last few months where now it's not only, you know, just technology, now they're telling you how to write it. Now they're telling you you can copy and paste this thing and does this sound good? And it's like, yes, no. You know, it's like, (laughs) you know, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, especially how she said that, um, like, going into tech, like, you will never have to worry about the industry going down. Mm -hmm. Like, our economy is so down right now, but tech is so up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it's never gonna just fail because everyone's gonna need it all the time. The internet's not a fad. yeah Yeah. it's not a fact that's one thing that will not just go away all right so on this episode we have talked about the importance of networking how bringing a diverse perspective can help you when interviewing for jobs and most importantly technology and business and how it has impacted us as candidates for jobs and the actual industry as a whole so we're going to go ahead and end off our cash radio episode today thank you guys for listening to ktsw 89.9